our fathers brought forth on this country a new nation conceived in liberty how's the audio i don't know we're testing it right oh, now it's oh. recording <laughs> let's see hey there and welcome back to my podcast the cart where i talk about stuff that is going on in the world um today i'm here with my friend leo um leo do you want to say hey. hi sorry <laughs> leo leo is an expert in history so um we're gonna get a perspective on on some of that i think that's what we we talked about we're partially um kind of winging it here you're too uh, kind yeah you're too kind um may i ask before i introduce myself uh, uh what sparked your uh your interest in in, in starting this thing and uh <laughs> and also where does the name come from oh man you know i i started out um getting interested in this because i just i work an overnight job and i'm i've always been interested in you know stuff that's going on around the world um once i started to learn a little bit more it really kind of broadened it really broadened my worldview because i was like i was kind of under the impression i had the idea that the world was kind of messed up and there were some issues um, but i didn't really know the the extent of it and a lot of it's actually really surprising to me um and i think it's kind of fun to to learn the the name of the podcast is actually something that I'm I'm a little less confident less I'm I'm not very happy about to be honest with you. <laughs> I feel like it's I, I I picked a name that I thought would like sound like a podcast name and I I've, I've kind of regretted it. I feel like it's kind of boring. It's kind of uh I mainstream. I like it, dude. I appreciate it. That makes I personally me cool. I like the image too. Oh yeah. Well, image, you know I had to buy that image online. That was like a mm? stock image. Yeah, I paid like 4 bucks for it. <laughs> Yeah, I like the car. Also, there's not a lot of like you look at you look up the cart podcast. There's not a ton of. No, I mean it's it, it's good recognition. You know what I'm saying? It's the only one. I got to trademark it before anyone else for, takes for it. For real. Um, um, but yeah, my name is uh, my name's Leo. Hi, Leo. And I am a friend of Owen. I'm currently living out here in LA uh and yeah I uh currently studying to teach history I'm at uh Santa Monica College at the moment um hoping hoping to transfer in the next uh year or so to get my teaching credentials and uh teach history so I'm pursuing a history degree um but yeah, so I, I, as well, was probably, like, 16 uh, the very first time. I was like, damn, the world's kind of fucked up right now, huh? And uh, particularly the election, the 2016 election, spurned on a lot of that, uh, as I think it did for a lot of people. And uh, since then, I've been I've been relatively involved in... Uh, in following politics i think we all can get extremely uh destroyed by it after after too too long and our brains feel like they're broken and we want to carve out our our eyeballs but yeah i mean i i think that i've been listening to some of the stuff you've been discussing and and i think it's really it's really interesting and cool specifically uh, the stuff on uh, your most recent episode I thought was interesting. Um, 
but I'm, I'm excited to discuss some topics with you and, and hopefully, you know, learn yeah. some things. I thought your TikTok too I, yeah, was I don't very think... funny um, about the CCP. Oh, yeah, the CCP. I don't think I can plug my TikTok on here. I'll put plug the TikTok, I'll, dude. I'll put a link in the description or something. It's a good, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good little TikTok. I don't know if uh, the one with me is still on there. Oh, the one with you is still on there. Uh, oh, yeah. You can see what my face looks like. No, yeah, I'll throw your link in there, too. Oh, absolutely. My one TikTok that, that is history related that, that blew up. Yeah. What, which one, the one... Which one are you talking about? I think the I'm one like, when I'm porking, uh, yeah. porking Hitler's granddaughter. I thought that that was the one. I thought that one got removed. Is it still on there? No, it's still on there. Oh, there you go. TikTok gods have not have not yet come down on me. How many views did they get? Uh, there was like a million views. Wow, a million and a half. Impressive. Yeah, see, my 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 shining moment, a hundred percent. Yeah, you forgot to mention that you're a very funny funny fellow. I'm not you, funny. I think you're very funny. I think I, I think I, I, I do a good job at at entertaining and, and uh I I once I found out that that Owen here had a podcast I was like, dude, I I wanna collab with you on that because you know, and obviously we're just winging it now but finding funny ways to talk about history and, and, and discussing it because yeah, when I when I when I was with Owen, ladies and gentlemen, there was very there was there was not much talk of uh, of you know current events from either of us of, of history. Um, yeah. But well, you you've always been very politically outspoken. I feel like at least when I when I knew you, you were you were a driver of that or had strong, well thought out views on it. I thought. Um, I try. I, I tried I, to to couch some of that because I think that as you know, a lot of the people that we were we were living with was were not you know exactly on the same boat right um i think i was one of the only people who was relatively let's just say relieved when the election concluded of 2020 um but but yeah i i I definitely let you know where i stand and uh And in terms of some of the topics that you that you sent me that we'll talk about, you know, some yeah. of my political some of my political uh, leanings will probably come out. However, I also just love looking at history in general. History to me is like just one big story, never ending linked story with. Uh, and I and so so many people hate it, but I love getting into the nitty gritty of what led to what and well, you know, all right. that. Well. I mean, since we're on it, I'd like to hear your your thoughts on the latest. Um, I feel like, in a way, it's kind of tabloidy, at least the way that the news is portraying it. But with the whole Trump case and him getting indicted, I was wondering if you had any thoughts on that. And dude, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, um, yeah, you, yeah, I, no, absolutely. I think that yeah, interesting, interesting development. I mean. Here's the thing is, and I don't know how you feel about this, but for so, so long, you know, I feel like we were living in a, living in a, in a era of like people who didn't like Donald Trump are like, we're going to get him on this. We're going to get him on this. We're going to get him. This is the one. This is the one. 
And I kind of found myself getting so fatigued by that. Right. And I was like, God damn. Like, do does anybody, I mean, with my own family, you know, I got, I got some of those hippie, hippie parents who were like, fuck Donald Trump. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. And they're like, we're going to get him on this thing. But this is a good development. Um, I think that this could, this could lead to somewhere. It's funny to think like, he's legitimately going to like, if you thought about this, like he's legitimately like going to have a mugshot. Right. Yeah. No, for like, sure. He's going to like, that's that, just like a former president having a mugshot is kind of like fucking nuts. It is. Um, yeah. I like wonder... first time in U.S. history. I wonder. If... I think it, yeah. what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, I wonder if that's going to be released for the public. I'd... Oh my God, dude. I'm sure that'll be everywhere. Album covers. Album Who's gonna, covers. Which, which rapper is going to make that their album cover worst? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think that funny enough, I think it's probably one of the relatively weaker charges to hit him on. Um, right. dude, like he's done so many, so much sus shit. Uh, but right, you know the you know the general like filing against him, right? Have you heard of that? What it was? Yeah. Oh, I what from what I got from it was that he had potentially taken money and put it somewhere. They 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 correct me if I'm wrong. They used they basically didn't report the the money that they paid off Stormy Daniels with. Yeah. Correctly, and that technically was was fraud, I guess, or something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a campaign. They use campaign funds. Oh, did they really? Uh, okay. Yeah, they 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 oh, use campaign funds to to like okay. give her hush money gotcha. uh, to be like you say please don't say anything about fucking Donald Trump. Right. Okay. Um, I thought that money came out of his own pocket. No, okay. that's the whole that's, that's the whole gotcha. issue here is because that would be fine. Right. Uh, right. That would technically be illegal. Uh but Right. Dude, funny enough, that happened a day after, like, the, the, the payout happened a day after uh, the ho- the Access Hollywood tape came out. Oh, Isn't that really? Nuts? That's kind <laughs> of <laughs> The grab him, grab him by the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, right after that came out was when this, was when this all went down. Uh, uh-huh. But I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I'm... Dude, it's so hard to, it's so hard to hit a president on anything. Right. Um, I'm excited to see like how it plays out, and it, it is almost like, even on a more broad sense, it's cool to be like, holy shit, like someone is being held accountable for something. Um, right. Even right. if it's like, you know, we always talk about like standing up to the powerful, and it's like in a very small way, like they are standing up to the powerful. For sure. um, I don't think this is the worst thing he's done. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's kind of an interesting thing where you you hear a lot of, or I've heard some Republicans saying like Mike Pence being like, "Hey, they're kind of weaponizing the the justice system here um, for political gain." It's like, yeah, that's kind of true to an extent where they are picking a a smaller offense, right? That they feel like they can get him on just to kind of throw him under the bus a little bit, which I think is a little bit. I mean, it's 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 a slippery slope for sure, but. I guess that's that's the way that they're choosing to do it because there's obviously been so much that a lot of people disagree with them on. And it's just like, hey, however we can, 
hundred percent. I think yeah. you're you're totally right that like I don't have any uh I don't have any like I'm for I for sure agreed that this is political, right? Like a lot of this is political and not exactly like they're they're politicizing the justice system. Like they're using it as like a political wing. For sure. I think it's been like utilized that way in a long time for a lot of different ways, just like not for politicians, like for activists and for you know, right, and right. And, and, and stuff like that, uh, tar- targeting individuals who they disagree with. But you're right, right dude. Like. This speaks to that general, like, so I don't like Donald Trump, obviously, and, like, would I like to see him put away for something probably more substantial? Yeah, but, like, it speaks to a broader pattern that I'm sure, like, you're seeing now that you're you're, you're more involved is, like, dude, the, the polarization is, like, insane. Right. It's, like, getting crazy, like. Yeah. Back in our parents' age, like, there were liberal Republicans and, and conservative Democrats. And it's like, dude, there's no crossing the aisle at this point. For it's sure. Like pretty, it's pretty gnarly. That's why I, I usually get hyped up on all the independent people that are like, look, this isn't being run very well. You know, you get some people like, um, I think Tulsi Gabbard is independent now. And it's, it's a couple other people that are kind of on that route where they just kind of being like, hey, I mean, this, this infighting is not is not super useful. Like, I mean, reading about communist China, it's like, like, or, or countries that have a dictatorship, there's a certain point to it. Cause like with democracy, we just get this, get to this point where we're fighting back and forth. Right. Like you get, you get Obama and he's like, all right, we're going to do an Iran nu- nuclear deal deal. Right. And then Trump mm-hmm. comes in and he's like, no more Iran nuclear deal. And yeah. then Biden comes in and he's like, we're reinstating it. And it's like, it gets like repetitive and shitty. And it's like, it's tougher to make progress in that respect. I think. And I think a lot of these politicians, or some of these politicians, are now kind of coming and being like, hey, like, yeah, we're kind of fighting around too much. We're not really looking at these issues and trying to find some place to compromise on. Which is a tough thing, especially when you have two different ways of, you know, wanting to run run the U.S. It, Dude, it's, really it's so, it's so hard. It's, it's, I don't know if you're familiar with, like, uh, the parliamentary system, but that's even like you have one spectrum of it which is like the uh presidential system that we have where it's like it goes back and forth um and in the parliamentary system it's like even more amount of parties exist uh and the way that their uh majorities are set up dude it's like it's even more like things get done way quicker in a parliamentary system than they do in our system however as soon as like the labor party takes over it's like everything gets changed or like you know or the tories take over like everything gets changed and then in you're you're talking about china it's like dude in china it's like hor you know it's horrifying in terms of like no political dissent blah 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 it's like oh god but on a very utilitarian basis things get done and they stay done <laughs> like right. like even right. the wrong things it's crazy yeah yeah, that's trippy. You know, I didn't actually... I thought Parliament... Are you talking, like, House of Reps or the Congress? There's different... No, I'm talking about, uh, like, the UK. Oh, the UK, how gotcha. They, how they run. Gotcha, like, gotcha. the UK is, like... Because you're right. It's, like, I, I find myself leaning towards independence a lot, too. And I'm, like, you know, this is not being run right. Like, for sure. And it's, like, so sad because so clearly the two party two party system just... It, you know yeah dominance yeah it's it's tough 
Um, tough to get stuff done. Trippy. 100%. Um, can I ask you what classes you've been taking this year? Anything that yeah, piqued your interest? Um, not exciting ones because unfortunately I need, um, I need certain ones to, certain ones to get through. So right now I'm actually taking stats, uh, and then poli sci is actually a required class as well. So I'm learning a little bit in political science. We're going over, uh, we're going over democratic versus non-democratic means of governance and, and stuff like that. But I was taking, I just finished, um, early European history and, uh, and art history and then, a previous class I took, which I actually really enjoyed, which might touch on one of our topics, mm. is uh, Middle Eastern history. Ah, I, I just com- uh, completed that class. I learned a lot. That was a great class. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's a good segue to talk about that. I, I think one of our our topics was was Israel in specific, but I mean Middle East in general is a super interesting place. Do you have any mm-hmm. thoughts historically, or or you know, in this current era? I, I've been I've been just kind of researching about Israel recently, especially with all the stuff in the news about them trying to change, or at least the the prime minister trying to change the judicial system around. Yeah, and all the protests going on there. Um, it it's definitely a tricky situation, especially learning about that whole side of the conflict. Um, let's see. I I was tripping out when I learned. I guess looking at Israel and how it was formed is just kind of a crazy story within itself where you get people of mixed ethnicities in one place and they set up a whole country within a country for a specific set of people and just the uh I don't know this is this is a tough one because I'm it they're like this to to take a side on this issue is tough well I'm Jewish so I can say whatever I want (laughs) right do you do you have any thoughts on on the history or the? Yeah. Can you lay out yeah. how that's how what what has happened there in the past, dude? I mean, I think we all acknowledge it's it's a pretty atrocious mess. Um, what's going on right now? Uh, what's been going around gone on for the past you know fifty fifty years or so? Um, and I find myself I find myself split. Um, I'm definitely uh, definitely more on the uh, free Palestine side than I am on the on the on the other side of the spectrum, and I I get labeled for sure by by you know there are fellow Jews online who would who would definitely take issue with that. I think that it was a ill fated venture uh, to try to set up a country where they did um, with with a population that's so clearly you know, was, was, didn't like them. And, and obviously like, like I'm not the first to make that conclusion, come to that conclusion. But now it's interesting. Uh, I mean, if I want to get spicy, can I get spicy on this podcast? No, absolutely. Go for it. Is that, you know, the way that the Palestinians are living is, is, is pretty unjustifiable. Um, it, it, at times, cause I, separate it right it's not everyone in israel is not jewish all jews are not israeli um so the fact that a lot of people are being treated by the israeli state as as like horrendously as they are makes me makes me sad 
uh, and I think that, as you know, you know, we, dude, we're talking like $65 billion every year from the, from the United States government. It's like, you're going to tell me that that doesn't influence their policy at all, or that this is not. So if I wanted to be really cynical, I'd say that the, the, uh, that Israel is a Western American satellite being propped up to keep national interests of the u.s in the middle east yeah but but i may not say that yeah i I would i I might say that i mean Um, yeah it's it's not the it's not the the kind of country the u.s would usually i think support i think we make weird bad decisions on that kind of stuff a lot but with some of the stuff that goes on there um you know pushing palestinians out of their homes you know militarization of the state it's like yeah that's like usually a country where we'd be sanctioning right but yeah like you're saying like we want them to be our friends so we have that foothold there it's it's kind of a weird situation um kind of fucked up but i think i think that you're 100 percent right it, we we do really pick and choose um in the spec what were we gonna say I was just, which to an extent I think is justifiable sometimes. I think that's the tough part. We're not, not to a full extent, but it's like, you can see the reasoning behind it, right? Like, whether or not those reasons are pure or, um, you know, it's like, hey, if we, if we didn't have that foothold there, like, maybe we could, we would, we would have less of a hold on, you know, some of our other interests there, like, 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 uh, sorry, fighting terrorism for example but on the other hand it's like should we even be in that you know in that situation in the first place is that really our place to you know step in there of course we've you know we've largely become you know the world police and i think that you know what's so interesting is is we're talking as you you said like some of the history in the middle east it's like if you think about the middle east the middle east is one of the most uh, resource abundant regions in in the world, right? Um, and if you think humans have civilized the Middle East before they civilized any other any other region on the planet, you know, Mesopotamia, the Fertile Crescent, was in the northern northern Africa, and the Middle East has had human beings living in in with society on it for for a really long time, and yet it's fucking so fucked up and i think obviously i would say that's because of these national interests which you're right like you can see the logic even if you if you think the logic is evil or not you can see the logic behind it but just to just to prove to you an example of how much we picked and choose i just sent you a picture that i want you to look at um if you can if you can i don't know if you can view it while you're having this but it is from a the independent um, and it is, it is from n- uh, the 1990s, uh-huh. and it says anti-Soviet warrior puts his army on road to peace. Now, can you tell me uh, who, what picture that is of? I cannot. Oh, oh, it says it at the bottom. Osama bin Laden. That is Osama bin Laden in uh, the ni- late 1990s, being called oh, an anti-Soviet warrior right. uh, by an American publication. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> um so crazy. there was definitely like he was part of a group called the Mujahideen who who were fighting Soviets in the Middle East 
and you know but getting getting more back to israel i think that uh uh the conflict that's going on now, if I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, is is more about their internal politics. It's it's less even having to do with the Palestinian uh, Palestinian issue, but more having to do with that. It seems Benny Benny Netanyahu is trying to sort of circumvent the judiciary to do whatever do whatever he wants. Right. Well, also you got the the Palestinians. You know, governance isn't you know. I would say the best either. You got Hamas and you got, you know, the other political party that aren't really getting along and it's like neither of them, I imagine, are running things as well as they could be, you know? No, it's, I mean, it's such an issue when you have two hardliners, right? You right. have oh, the, for sure, the yeah. Israeli government and then you have Hamas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, neither of you are really in the mood to to no. be play nice with right. each other, huh? right. Which which really nasties up the situation. I imagine if there were governments in place that were a little more understanding or, you know, wanted to come to an agreement, something. I don't know. Yeah, the extreme extreme views on both sides are, are kind of problematic. I don't know that that whole thing about Osama bin Laden is super trippy. It really gives you kind of that. It's it's just another example of you know the U.S. promoting something that, or put propping up a group that ends up kind of turning on them, not how that we want it. You know, like. Like, we gave guns to, you know, I think it was, was it people in Syria to fight yeah. the Assad regime? And then those, some of those people split off and became ISIS and was, yeah. you know, all the weapons that we, um, yeah, we gave weapons, sorry, my, my alarm went off, stopped the recording. We gave weapons to all the, you know, the people fighting the Assad regime and that, you know, turned into weapons for a terrorist organization. Anyways. A hundred percent. I mean, we just don't have a good hold on you know, the decisions that these people are going to make after right. they, uh, after they, they decide to, you know, utilize their weapons. That's the case. If you look at a lot of our coups too, um, the coups we've supported, it turns, it turns pretty sour pretty quickly. Right. Um, I wanted to hear though, you put this on and I wanted you to explain a little bit to me. Uh, Simon Bolivar. Mm. Talk to me. Yeah. Um, Who is this? What's going on? I, I've heard that. Oh, Venezuela. But 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 talk to me about yes. the situation. Well, um, again, in my in my in my research on Venezuela, the dictator in Venezuela, whose name is Nicolas Maduro. When you look him up, I feel like I should send you this photo. I don't know. I'm, look, I'm look looking up, him up look now. Up, yeah, look up Nicolas Maduro. Oh yeah, find, I know what he looks. He's a little Mario guy. Yeah. So it's it's just it's a photo with him. It. I think you'll know it when you see it. Like. The most dictator-looking looking pose you could ever imagine. Oh, a lot of medals on him, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And you can see Simone Bolivar, sorry, Simone Bolivar behind him on the painting on the wall. You have the right photo? Yeah, the, pic- the picture, yeah. Yeah. The painting of, and I, th- yeah. I think that's just fucking awful. And it ju- just because the guy that he is, right, is horrible tyrant guy. And he's like, hey, yeah, me and Bolivar, you know. We're on the same and what was here. Bolivar's policies like? See that—that's where—that's where I wasn't sure. That's where because I know he was a liberator of a lot of South American countries. I didn't know if you could maybe tell me a little bit more about him. I think influence. I do know a little bit about Simone. Um, yeah, yeah, he yeah. had a—he had an extensive political uh, career of uh, yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, of, of, he definitely sponsored a lot of, and oh yeah, he, this was, he was the guy. 
So obviously, Spain held most of South America in in sort of the in sort of the age where you know France had part of America and uh, or had a part of the United States and Britain. All of them were carving up the New World, and and Spain had you know a, a sizable chunk of South America. And Simone Bolivar was a was a big was a big uh, military expert who was able to go in and really, really um, effectively inspire revolutions and throw off the, the, the reason that we have all of these different countries in South America is, is because uh, they were able to throw off the Spanish yoke. And I can read some out. We're talking Venezuela, Jamaica, Haiti, Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, Bolivia. I mean, all of these places were places where he had a foothold in, in, in liberating liberating those those people right. um, most, most notably in Venezuela and so you're right <laughs> I mean, the fact that Maduro is is who he is and is and is chilling behind this great liberator who it seems had had really humane policies he's insane I've heard have you ever heard of the the native Venezuelans talking about the Maduro diet no uh, it's just all of them on average I think the from like 18 to 25, the average 18 to 25 year old Venezuelan has lost something around like five to 10 pounds in, in the last three years. Um, and it's, it's because of the crazy mismanagement of resources. Right. Yeah. Trippy. I mean, the, the same countries, some of the same countries that Bolivar, you know, liberated from, you know, repression of the Spaniards, like, are now being propped up by the Maduro regime, you know, you know, they're not, not like they're doing it. Some of them are, you know, pretty corrupt themselves. You know, I imagine, at least from what I've looked into, it's kind of trippy, but yeah, that's, that's fucked up, man. Just dude. I mean, we're, we're talking about, uh, inflation was uh was reached four thousand percent in 2017 in venezuela crazy that's Um, where that's where i don't understand either where it's like are you just at that point is it like a barter and trade economy because four thousand percent like no it's like it doesn't there's no it's like uh this is very similar to germany right after world war one they're printing so much money to pay back their war debts is like um i mean you have you heard like the general idea the general issue is that Maduro uh, and his his predecessor, I believe, to a certain extent, just went about the policy of designing their economy 100% based on oil. Um, gotcha. And Venezuela has really, really good oil reserves. So when oil is when oil is expensive, man, they were swimming in it and they were doing fantastic and they had great social programs. But suddenly. Uh, oil on the world stage is not as as they we're getting it from cheaper sources, fracking particularly. And dude, it it yeah. because of this, their their currency just became worth so much less, like instantly. It was right. really, huh? Really, really bad, dog. You know that's that's interesting because that gives me a little bit more perspective on you know he gave a bunch of oil to other countries for a super low price. Mm-hmm. Um, 
to kind of gain those diplomatic ties. And I wonder if partially that was also kind of that same thing we were talking about in the Middle East, where it's like, yeah, like I don't really have another choice to a certain degree, where it's like I have to sell the oil for less because the, the prices aren't as high as they used to be. I don't, you know, I don't think that that was a, I imagine he still kind of gave them, gave them cheaper than he should have. Um, but yeah, maybe, yeah, that is, that is interesting how they, you know, hinge their economy all on, all on the oil. Dude, here's a fucking, uh, like little clip that got cut out, um, of, of, uh, that, that that wasn't able to be seen because he, he or was able to be seen because it was kind of like a hot mic moment but he was doing a presidential address dude and he straight up like pulls out a burrito and he just starts housing it and you were like trying to make sure the camera was cut because Maduro's just housing this burrito while this country is dealing with so right. much famine oh, and poverty. Right. Yeah. Dude, you gotta look up this video. Nice. He's at some point he's like yeah. just shoving a burrito in his mouth. Jeez. Okay. And they're like, definitely don't show that. Right. Yeah. Um Yeah. But no, but it was it was it was absolutely nuts. Um, I'm a, I have to, I have to go kind of soon. So, but I wanted to hit on this last topic you said. Yeah. And I definitely want to do this again. I'm thinking of one of the, I don't know if you've ever heard of this show called Behind the Bastards. Um, but essentially it's a history podcast where someone comes in super duper cold, has no idea what they're going to be talking about. And then someone, you know, tells them a story sort of in a, in a more casual layman's way right. and they react to it. A crazy history story. I'd love to do something like that yeah. with you. No, that sounds fun. Let's do it. Plan on that. But what is this last topic? The last topic. Let me, let me check here. I almost forgot myself. Let's see. Ah, the, the split of the Soviet union. What do you know about yeah. that? We got, I guess that's kind of a, a taster or something. I don't know a whole lot about. Very tasty. Yeah. Um, well, the USSR, uh, essentially, I think that it, it fell apart for, for a ton of, ton of reasons. And obviously with the invasion of Ukraine, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing the results of that. Um, but we're seeing the echoing results of the collapse and I guess maintaining, I don't know, I'm going to look up a stat. Um, I guess, Yeah. At the at the uh, at the height of the Soviet Union, dude, there was two hundred and eighty six million inhabitants that they were trying to they were trying to you know run, and right. keeping two hundred and eighty six million people like under one you know the U S obviously has much more, but we also have a have a state state local governments. So you can try to imagine if Washington and the federal government was the only way that things got done and there was this many people right. uh, be fucking crazy. Right. Uh, so I think it was that along with economic mismanagement and, and countries being too different, it's so hard to keep a coalition of that many countries together. Um, and, and slowly but surely, I mean, the Soviet Union, dude, in its height, was Russia, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Belarus, Ukraine, Moldova, Georgia, Armenia, Azerbaijan, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, Tajikistan, and Kyrgyzstan. Wow, that is way more than I... Spanning from west, Lithuania is in the west, right next to France, and 
Kyrgyzstan is right next to China. Like it was just was just fucking enormous amount of land. Right. Um, but I, I think it really shows us what's going on with stuff now. I mean, you see what's happening in Ukraine, obviously. Um, right. It's nuts, dude. You know, he wants to make Russia great again, it seems. It's a it's a trippy, trippy subject. Just imagining, you know, just the extent of the, the destruction alone, like how much money we're sending them and how much money they're spending. It's like a, a shit ton of money, shit ton of death. I mean... I can't imagine people are super stoked on it over there right now, just judging by how long it's been going on and the progress. Russians hate it too, of my understanding. A lot of Russians are not happy, you know? Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird, it's, I, I imagine he didn't mean to do this, but it feels like kind of, you know, you get to his end of your life. And I think like people generally, at least Dude, Russia, no, I, I agree, by the way. Yeah, what yeah. you're going to say. Yeah, they had, you know, a more positive perception of it. And then you hit 70, he's like, gets, gets a little too, you know, gutsy here. And it's like his whole reputation is just kind of in, in the toilet. I don't know. It's it's tough to, I mean, for him to go down like that is, is gnarly in history. You know, people are going to remember him that way rather than, you know the leader of Russia who didn't do anything super, you know, problematic. And I mean, not to say he's absolved of everything, you know, domestically but, more problematic than, yeah. than internationally. Yeah. It's, it's trippy. I don't know. Oh, and well. he, he, no, you're right. And, and dude, there's good evidence that like this dude is not healthy right now. I've heard, I've heard some of that. Yeah. I don't know. Like stories he's he, he's falling apart, and right. Maybe maybe you're right. His his own, you know, his own. But it is wild. Like, dude, the word, uh, the word, uh, what's it called? Uh, not invade, but annex. annex like, I yeah. had never thought I would read that in a public, like, yeah. in a place, like in right. a, in a public newspaper, and they were like, he's annexed uh, Ukraine, and I right. was like. Holy shit! Isn't that what Hitler did to Poland? Like I was right. like, "Oh my god!" You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's just wild, wild yeah. to think about. And I, I kind of try to wonder how he's justifying it to himself now. You know, it's like where, where is that guy at? Where he's like, "Yeah, like no, for sure, let's keep doing this. This is correct." It's almost like I mean, obviously he has the backing of a lot of post-Soviet countries, <laughs> so it's like I mean, looking around him, he's probably going, "Yeah, like people are on my side." But, God, it's... I mean, I imagine, like, mentally, honestly, for him, it's probably kind of tough. Like, kind of weighing these things. I Just to give him kind of some of the benefit of the doubt from... Kind of to remove him from just being total crazy bad person. Um, but I don't know. Maybe... I don't know. Maybe that's where he's at. Maybe he has no conscience on that on that area. Who knows? I, I think it's, it's a lot of blind nationalism. Um, right. And... But you're right in terms of being so in the mud. So I'm not. We're not gonna. We're not gonna pull back. I think he feels cornered now, and now it's a really bad situation because, like, how badly is his ego gonna be hurt? You know, right? When when they inevitably, inevitably, something has to happen. It's it's nuts. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I gotta I gotta go. Alrighty. I'm gonna meet meet with someone. But wait, wait, wait. Are you still recording? Yeah, it's it's going. Okay, good, good, good. I wanted to say. Thank you for having me on the cart. Um, I definitely want to do this again, and I'm excited yeah. to hear this. And 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 to everyone who's listening, um, 
think we're going to find some exciting stuff to do. Wow. Thanks, Leo. This was, this was great. Very enlightening. <laughs> I'm looking forward to next time. You have, a, you have an excellent day. And you, listener, have an excellent day as well. Take it easy. Any last words? That was it? I think those were your last words. I'm yeah. Gonna, all right, I'm going to end it.